Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Podcast. My name is Jimmy Good, and I am your host. And joining me this week, as always, are my go-to podcast compadres, Mr. Joe Lever. Howdy ho, Jimmy. Howdy ho, and Mr. Levi Fletcher. Hey guys, how's it going? There he is. Oh my gosh, Levi, are you uh, moving moving house there? What's what's going on in the background? Yeah, we're in the we're in the process of replacing some carpet before we leave. So. Oh, I thought it looks like you're building bunk beds or something. More <laughs> yeah. For you know activities i like it uh yeah well thank you boys for joining me here and thank you everybody who's listening out there and kind of following us along with some more star wars because as you've seen for the title this time we're talking about episode one the phantom menace which i'll tell you guys right now coming out in 1999 even as a kid i think i thought what what happened uh, i thought we were going forward and it was like we're dropping back so now we're doing episode one uh and which is set uh well, oh my gosh i don't even know maybe 40 years or 30 years or something like that roughly maybe 40 years between that and like a new hope or something like that but we're gonna kind of kind of go through it because actually joe has never seen these before but we're gonna kind of give some feelings or thoughts broad thoughts at first and i think we're gonna start with levi this time now levi uh again you and i saw this we were pretty young a little bit nostalgic uh but how do you feel about it now watching it back <clears throat> Uh, I think some of the performances still hold up really well. Um, I literally just watched it, and yeah, some of some of the performances are also detractors too. Plus, I know I you can tell at the time that it was Marvel for its like new style and graphics and uh, stuff, but it, I don't know if it's aged well. <laughs> sure. So, like, which performances do you like and which ones don't you like? Uh, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, so good. Uh, worst performances are Jar Jar Banks and. And Anakin and Padme. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I, don't th- I feel like Anakin's not too bad, but he's a kid. It's hard. Kid actors. Oh, sorry, Jake Lloyd. I mean, he's gone on record saying he doesn't really like being associated with that either. So. Oh, okay. Well, good. Uh, anything else you want to say? Oh, kind good. Of, I was going to say, I was like, oh, good. Well, uh, at least, but you're being honest. That's what's good. Uh, is there any other broad kind of feelings you have towards it before we get into more of Joe's um, specific thoughts? I wish it was, you know, it could be updated because it, it's 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 the very first movie, right? Uh, it is skippable though. Um, that that is true. It, like it it doesn't really. I guess it stands on it its own. But if you were ever going to watch those series, you could probably skip it. Sure, I guess I understand that. Uh, any um, other standouts before? before not that? really. No? no, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I just am not a fan of Natalie Portman very much. So yeah, it's kind of a. Uh... A little it's very dry very dry. yeah and i don't i think that was a conscious decision i'm not I'm not exactly sure why but yeah there's a lot of that in her like her oh, she's a queen stuff. i, I yeah, get it but i know you're right uh joe you know i i kind of want to quote you here if you don't mind and i let me know if i've kind of screwed this up but when he talked to you the other day you're like i watched it and you're like it after watching the original trilogy you said it has gotten so much better and so much worse I want you to expand on that because I think that's like a really interesting phrase and it, I don't know, you might be right, but what what do you think about this? Uh, what's the name of the floppier dumb thing? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. Him and all his brethren. Like, <laughs> Amen. Like whoever came up with that excellent idea needs to be shot in the temple. You know what's so funny? Like, not to interrupt you, but I just was watching a little bit of uh, behind the scenes, and George Lucas is like, George Lucas is like, oh, Jar Jar's got to work. He's got to work. And it's like, he didn't. He didn't at all. <laughs> yeah. I, it's too bad because I think that 
their original plan and i could be wrong about this but the kind of the rumor going around is that he was gonna like jar jar was gonna be yoda but like a sith lord like they were gonna it was the same kind of idea of like if you met like in medieval fantasy if you met like a little creature on the side of the road like you wouldn't think much of it but it might have a big impact in the world and that was kind of the thought and people i think at the time and still probably to some degree people didn't resonate you know that performance didn't resonate with them and they just kind of scrapped him. So later on, Joe, you'll see a very reduced role for Jar Jar Hanks in the future, <laughs> like barely talking. Like he's just there. Like but... He probably has another five lines throughout the whole next two movies. Yeah, so. probably. Just about. Uh, but yeah, okay. So Joe, you didn't like the Gungans. That's okay. Uh, sure. yeah. And what else? What, how, what else do you feel? What, what else things stood out, good or bad? Um, Darth Maul is kind of cool didn't talk was just there imposing and all yeah um kind of super kind of a big letdown like oh he just gets chopped in half and thrown down a pipe sure yeah okay pretty freaking lame um padme (laughs) going back and forth the stunt double switching stuff i got why they did it and it was cool and all um sometimes which was that Kira Knightley by the way? I think so. <laughs> Levi, can you confirm? Uh I'll confirm that, yeah. <clears throat> okay. But so. uh I mean as a kid too, that confused the hell out of me. But yeah, Seriously. especially later on when like uh Natalie Portman storms in and like gets uh the Viceroy and then he's like, No, that's a it's a double but it's actually still the like Padme still is the real queen, so he she kind of tricked him again. But even as as a child, I was like, wait, wh- who's the? I'm confused, guys. I don't. Yeah, it was Miley. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was Miley. Yeah. Uh. Okay. But I I don't know. Uh. So okay. So Joe, not necessarily a huge fan of Padme. Joe, you liked uh, the Gungan city though, right? That was cool. Like where they come from. Yeah, for the time, I'm sure that was pretty mind-boggling <laughs> i mean now we have things like atlantis off of aquaman and stuff to reference, yeah. but i mean it was still well done i think it was cool cool little deal um yeah I, other than that i mean what was so special about this movie it, you know i like the speed racing stuff yeah, I want to talk about Boonta Eve specifically because I thought that was something that you might enjoy, Joe, and I think that was one of the biggest promotional things from this movie besides, like, the droids and the Gungan City. It was like, oh my gosh, look at this pod race. And obviously the lightsaber duels, but, like, besides that, it was like, that sequence, I think, still is pretty good. Like, you know, like it has a, a speed and uh, a violence to it. Like, people are dying just left and right just the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just like... yeah it was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, some of the characters are still, as per usual, a little ridiculous, like mm-hmm. just crazy. That's typical <laughs> for Towers. You should realize that by now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, lightsaber stuff and whatnot, they actually get used in this one. Yeah, yeah. like right off the bat, too, right? They just start cutting droids down. Yeah, I love when he's got it stuck into that vault door Dude. or whatever, the blast doors, and yes. he's, like, trying to melt through it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's great. I love that. Yeah. 
Um, do you like the force dash away from the droidicas, like the destroyer droids, like the shield? Yeah, I didn't realize that they could force dash. You know, the force jump stuff and whatnot. They never do it again. Yeah, it's very (laughs) good. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, as a whole, I I I enjoyed it. It was you know a little more actiony, which I liked. Um, A little more fast paced, which I liked. Um, the blue flying thing, the junker guy, kind of freaked me out a little. Oh, you're talking about Watto. Watto. Um, yeah, a little he, bit. He didn't like him. It's like the worst Muppet ever. He's <laughs> he's CGI. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but it doesn't. Joe doesn't distinguish. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Muppet okay. to him. Uh, what didn't you like about it though? Because you said you liked it a lot more, but then also not as much, maybe. Um. No, I, I mean, I think I liked it more than the other ones. Okay. Um, just for the action of it and some of the characters, like it. I think Darth Maul. I, I know they're going places and all, but I I feel like slightly underutilized could have been so much cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, one of the criticisms you get from that first movie too is that so many people liked him just for his look and style that a lot of, uh, or the hope was kind of he could have been a main villain throughout and then he would have kind of had a rivalry with Obi-Wan and then, you know, in, in episode three, he would sure. have still been around and Obi could have fought him instead of the, the people he ends up fighting in that movie. It would have been, that would have been pretty cool, I think. That would have been sweet. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So I, I feel like that was kind of like chintzy in the long run sure yeah um you know and, and i don't know they didn't really capitalize on that you know character that i just think from yeah that style and aesthetic and and just vibe that you get from him i think he would have been a, a good feature throughout so yeah um whatever they did what they did but uh i don't know I'm trying to think of other things to pick out on this thing that's um, fine come back to it i mean i can I can always... The major battle in the end with Jar Jar. I mean, to a certain degree, I just eventually get sick of Jar Jar. Like, uh, you know, it's like Marvel when they do comedic things. It's like lines and well-written stuff. Yeah, this is just like, oh, he's a blubber and buffoon and fucks up everything he does. And it's like, <laughs> what's well, somebody either got lazy or somebody's imagination? I think the idea was perfect. there you know to have like a goofy like comic relief character i think the idea was there and jar jar could have actually been pretty cool if they had not made it such a slapstick character i think there's a real purpose behind it because i think you look at this movie and it's very political and mature in some aspects but then they also try to do like kind of all the kitty joke stuff too i think that's why Mm -hmm. jar jar was there is to kind of be like oh it's still a movie for kids but they're like but there's all this kind of weird like trade federation like factor taxes and factoids about this and i i feel like it's like a movie of two parts and that's why they tried to go super heavy on jar jar with his little jokes because it was like just to keep the kids entertained because while they're all debating in the senate you're like uh and then they shoot to jar jar doing something stupid and you're like yeah even uh even george said during like a a test screening with the audience he was like i might have gone too far in some areas you know because in one scene you're you know you're remembering a fallen hero and then 90 seconds later it's jar jar freaking out again and it's like whoa <laughs> the whiplash you know sure yeah you mean like with the qui-gon stuff at the end yeah like qui-gon like literally just dies and then all of a sudden it's like 
uh, Jar Jar freaking out again. It's like wh- whiplash. Oh well, they, that's what at the end. It's like they go to the peace thing though, the, like the parade. Like they show Qui Gon yeah. dead, and then they do the peace thing. They should have probably saved that death burning thing for like the very end sort of been like ah uh also i love this too you start to see how like horrible the jedi are in this movie and joe i don't know if you kind of got that too but they're like so just like nope don't want this guy in here you got to listen to us and qui-gon's kind of like a rebel and i think that i don't know it endears me a lot to qui-gon where he's like yeah you know what i'm gonna kind of do whatever i want to do and they're like fine like they just give up there's like you know what it's you know what eventually they're just like whatever dude like i don't i don't know you got other problems go figure out darth maul first but uh i love that even like they're scaring the poor kid they're like oh we sense you're really afraid it's like yeah you took him from his mom and you're asking him all these questions and they're like we sense a lot of fear in you and he's like yeah man like i don't know what to Hmm. i don't know what to tell you i don't know how did you feel about the jedi sequences like the council uh for some reason i feel like having samuel jackson as part of these movies was dumb whoa expand on it please uh i don't know you know back then maybe it wasn't as big of a deal well he had been in some stuff before this i mean this is 1999 right yeah Mm -hmm. i uh, yeah i don't know but you know i associate him with some stuff that i yeah yeah i don't know i just uh, he hasn't shined yet give him a give him a chance you'll see him do some cool shit coming up here so yeah. okay sure so uh, yeah i don't know um the council otherwise i mean it is what it is do you like what... cg yoda better or worse than puppet yoda uh i think he's pretty well done in this because they used to have a puppet that they digitally <laughs> took out of this one and put the him in it was very scary <laughs> it was pretty scary uh so i was wondering um, how you'd like this guy kill you in my sleep i will <laughs> yeah because he he looked good in this one i think it was well done it's funny i didn't forget or i forgot about this i didn't remember that he talks a lot like he does in empire and in return of the jedi but joe you'll notice you know kind of moving forward in episode two and three a little bit more they kind of change him up he's not as kooky like this one he's still kind of kooky but you'll mm. get less of that in the other ones. He gets like very serious, and I don't know, Levi. Did you did you remember that too? Like he, he seems weird, at, like in two and three compared to now one through f- like four and five, and or I should say five uh, and six. Well, I feel like one he's kind of cranky, and then two and three he feels almost like just getting super old. Sure, you know. So yeah, like the later ones, like Empire stuff, he's like more senile. So. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like he's senile in this one though. Again, a little bit too when he's like talking to Obi. Like he's kind of he's like kind of going around this little cane, and he's like, oh, like he's like, I just think he's mad and he's conflicted because he's like, I can't see this kid's future. It's yeah. gonna be the death of us. But we can't can't tell right now. <laughs> the, like it's so funny that the council. Like I feel like the council is mostly just Yoda and Mace because like Yoda will look at Mace and they'll be like, "We've made a decision." Yeah. Yoda's like. The council doesn't back you up on this. And Obi's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Qui-Gon died, and I said I'd teach him. But he's like, the council will allow it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, he just backpedals yeah. immediately. It's like, well, uh... it It's surprising. Like, I guess I haven't really noticed it before. But yeah, the, the Jedi are super fucking yuppie in this. Oh my gosh, uh, they get worse and worse. I, I guess I just never noticed that as a kid. Because you're like, oh, they're Jedi. They're so cool. But yeah. 
now it's like, oh man, you really do deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, um, George Lucas said. Maybe that's said. the point. Yeah, right? he said that. He yeah. said that this trilogy is supposed to be not only Anakin's rise to being to becoming Darth Vader, but also the the fallacies and the wrongdoings of the Jedi. And mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because as kids, you know, you're brought up to think you're like, oh, the Jedi are the good guys; they always do good things. But yeah. you start to like get these feelings of like, oh, like especially in this trilogy, like, wow, maybe they're not like the nicest people in the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> right kind of creepy um kind of mean sometimes too yeah because anakin's the chosen one who will bring balance to the galaxy or whatever by killing all the jedi getting rid of that bullshit right yeah yeah exactly they think like it's to get rid of the sith but it's like no it's to keep the jedi in check because there's a rule of two for the sith joe where they're gonna Mm -hmm. be a master and apprentice and there's just like 500 jedi so yeah maybe even more than that (laughs) geez there's so many uh yeah, I, I think it's really interesting, and I, I also love, and you'll see this later on with Anakin too, Joe, but uh, one little kind of screw you to the Jedi is they kind of, they always wear their brown robes like you've seen Obi-Wan do in the past, but you notice that Qui-Gon's is like really dark brown, almost kind of like black, and you'll see that with somebody else soon too, where you're like, oh, that's kind of like their way of being like, yeah, I'm on the council, but I'm kind of more of a rebel, like, you know, I'm kind of in the middle, not fully just like, I just do whatever the light side, you know, says. And uh, yeah, I, you know, Levi, you mentioned Liam Neeson's performance. I think his performance might be the best in the whole movie. I think there's, he gets a lot to work with. I don't think Ewan McGregor gets as much to work with. Uh, yeah. But Joe, did you like Liam Neeson? Because uh, he's... One of the factors, I think, in this first movie that people tend to kind of gravitate toward. And I was curious if you liked him. Yeah, of all of the characters thus far, he's the one I like the most, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's cool. Uh, did you like his like his relationship? Did you yeah. like seeing young Obi Wan? That's my other question too. Uh, there's not too much there. I don't think they accentuate it so sure. much. Yeah. Granted, Obi Wan's upset when he dies and all, but whatever. Which we do need to talk about that. This uh, movie is not a huge departure from it, but this movie is the start of these highly coordinated and choreographed lightsaber fights, which uh, I think Levi and I could talk at length about. But I, you know, Joe, going from uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, even just like A New Hope, going to this type of lightsaber battle. Did you like it? Was it too much? Did you want more? How do you feel? Uh, no, I mean, the more the better. As long as they don't screw it up. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. making it look good and you're alright. Did it look too overly chore- like choreographed to you? Did it look like it was practiced too much? A little bit. Much? Sometimes it looks like a little bit of dancing. Like I even noticed in the way Darth Maul moves sometimes it was a little dancey. Yes, and I think that was on purpose, but I could see where you think that because he does kind of kind of like out. ballet style and yeah. kind of like dances backwards and spins and looks back at him and <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know stuff like that. It's like eh. yeah, yeah, do a real sword fight, you know? Yeah, Levi, you uh, this is probably your favorite lightsaber fight. Is that right, or am I wrong about that? Uh, it's one of them. Okay. Maybe not the favorite. Do you still <clears throat> like it as much as you used to? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely like one of the best reasons to rewatch this movie. <laughs> it's a payoff for a pretty chummy movie going through. Yeah, which uh, like 
I don't know, like, I remember it being, like, a longer cut, where it was, like, the Duel of the Fates was playing in the background, that that music, but they yeah. they kind of cut back to, like, Padme and everybody, Storm and, you know, Naboo, and they also shoot up to Anakin, who's just kind of lucking his way through that fight, uh, which, I'm, I don't know, Joe, I'm not going to speak for you, but how did you feel about him and his little speeder, or not his speeder, but his little spaceship, blowing up everything, just kind of being like, oh, that, that worked out, you know? Kinda. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it was pretty predictable. You saw it coming when he sat in the cockpit, and uh, I didn't know that's what, what happened, but I kind of saw it coming, I guess. Um, it was fun. Yeah, you're fine with that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and R2-D2 R2 in his first uh, appearance. Yeah, which I was the, the droids, too, to realize that Anakin, Darth Vader, built C-3PO. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, so there is a significance to C-3PO besides being annoying. Yeah, which comparatively <laughs> to Jar Jar now, I don't know how much you've, if C-3PO is still the worst for you or if Jar Jar takes it or whatever no, else. Jar Jar takes it like just stupid character, but uh, C-3PO like I get, but to a certain extent, you know, now that there's a, something established for him where he came from kind of a thing, maybe I can appreciate him a little more. Um, uh uh chewy and his damn screeching all the time that's probably the worst like, i can't you believe you don't like chewy you didn't miss that i don't like chewy either joe so i'm right there with you oh my gosh yeah, i mean he's fine and all you know don't piss off a wookie and whatnot but damn Ugh. i think it's not even chewy that bothers me is people's trying to like impersonate him and like the fans trying to impersonate him and it's like oh jesus just all that <laughs> shut up <laughs> That's how he communicates. That's how he communicates. Uh, yeah. Learn English, you dumb bastard. Okay. <laughs> he means common, but it's still the same. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess my last question before I kind of dive in a little more um, for both of you. And Levi, you kind of touched on it too. The, um, like I said, we were talking about the politics earlier. Did you guys, like, I think as an older viewer, I could appreciate it more. But as a kid, I remember thinking like... Yes. I don't know what's going on. There was like, so many times I had to rewatch this movie as a kid, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, the trade like, routes have been blocked. I'm like, what? Um, like, yeah. it's really weird. Uh, Joe, did you did you like this, or did you were you not a fan of how they kind of set this one and framed it? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't really realize what was going on, the whole trade agreement thing originally. Sure. But... Um, I don't know. Eventually, I guess I put it together. Sure. I, what are you asking? I'm asking, did you like how it was framed, like the whole political side of this film? Oh, yeah. I mean, good example of how things are done in America. Sure. <laughs> that was it. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, not no shit getting going channel. around here, you. We're not that kind of channel. <laughs> yeah, no. So you liked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the political back alley stuff, you know, and what's his name being the Sith Lord and all that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, somebody made a really good reference to him in this uh, um, prequel trilogy as being there's this the first short that I think Pixar, one of the first ones they ever did, was like an old man playing chess against himself in a park. And it's that's what Palpatine kind of is in this. He's like, I am the leader of this group, but I'm also the leader of this group. And he's kind of like playing a shadow game of chess against himself. He's like, well, good move, me. And he's like, I'll counter it, me. Like, you know, that's kind of his thing. I like well, seeing him. Well, using Padme to get his seat in the Senate or to get his 
to become supreme chancellor and all i mean smart yeah it's I very enjoyed it yeah it's smart you're like oh he's uh he's working his way up and then it kind of gives you more of an appreciation when you see him in return of the jedi of like all the stuff he's had to do to get to this point because you'll see that stuff and you'll be like oh okay cool uh mm-hmm. yeah that's good uh yeah i like ian mcdermott i like seeing him in this one it's not enough of him i think he's great and i uh he gets better and better as time goes on um I do uh, want to hop back to the lightsaber thing, just kind of touch on it for a second myself. I like this fight. This might be my second favorite, maybe, of any lightsaber duel. It's pretty good. I kind of wish they had, like, a bigger focus on it. But, uh, man, uh, I love the over-the-top stuff. I like the crazy the crazy fighting. And I like how uh, dangerous it feels. Like, at any second, somebody could die. Like, you know, because they're spinning, they're spinning stuff around so fast and the, the noise and everything. Um, I love it, especially when Obi is, it, is one-on-one with him. I'm like, Ooh, and he like cuts his blade in half and he kicks him. I'm like, oh, that's brutal. And Qui-Gon backhands Maul. I forgot about that. He like backhands him at one point. I was like, what? I don't uh, know. Is it the last time we see a dual-bladed lightsaber? Um, we'll raise a Skywalker, yes. Yeah, I don't think we see another dual-bladed lightsaber. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, not for like... Yeah, for an extended period of time, Joe, it's the last time we see one in the main story like this. Yeah, spoiler which... alert, do they bring Darth Maul back at the Rise of Skywalker? Spoiler alert, everybody. No, they don't. Uh, he just jumps in there. He's like, which I feel like his weapon, it's cool, but also scary. Because like half the time, I feel like he's using it and trying not to hit himself. Like he's spinning it around. He's like, look at how scary this is. And in his mind, he's like, I better not screw so, like one swing the wrong way to be like, well, like, no. like <laughs> yeah which uh i i like i like the dual sided lightsaber i'm more of like a you take two single lightsabers and use them i just feel like i'd be more proficient that way i'm it's not dark yeah. yeah uh and i i think fighting two combatants would be so hard with like one weapon like that uh but i like how they do the close-ups on he held his own though, real real well yeah i like that moment near the beginning where he's like kind of backed up and he's gonna um looks like he's gonna fall and then Obi does like a feint and then Qui-Gon goes in for him and then kind of Darth Maul jumps back. I was like, oh, that's like a cool, like those two have fought together clearly before, but then Darth Maul's kind of luring them into a trap like out there. I like that whole thing. And I like uh, Qui-Gon being a Jedi. He just kind of sits down during that shielded moment and he kind of like gathers himself while Darth Maul just kind of paces back and forth and he's just kind of checking him out. It's just like, it's pure just Jedi versus Sith. And uh, why Obi, I forget. There's a reason Obi didn't use his force rush there. Uh, like you wish he could have just forced rushed into that fight and been like I'm here too uh, but he didn't I don't know why he just he couldn't do well, it man. he did use like the force to like jump and yeah he used some mana up yeah. he might have been tapped a little bit yeah uh, I do does anyone feel bad for him that he gets like he loses his master and then just gets an apprentice like very quickly like <laughs> he loses his lightsaber too he loses his lightsaber too yeah so what do we ever find out how he gets that back like <laughs> uh makes a new one does he just he make a new one Qui-Gon's. uh no he uh you can you can make a new one uh later on in this trilogy someone else loses a lightsaber and makes a new one and i don't know because it used to be like i think more canon now is like you find a crystal on ilum and that's like your crystal but i also think the jedi have like backup lightsabers they're like uh here's your lightsaber uh yeah <laughs> like uh you don't have the same connection with it maybe but yeah uh oh which reminds me too this is kind of one of the only times we're going to hear about this but midi chlorians uh talking about like almost power levels in a sense uh, levi i want to start with you about this do, do you like them do you hate them what do you think 
I guess I just don't really care. Okay. Honestly, I was reading an article too that people were like who pissed off about it that it took away like the religion side a little bit about um the force and it kind of made it seem almost like an infection, but Oh, okay. Not really like I don't I just don't care. Like I know that it's it's touched on briefly here and then like you it's just kind of like whatever. Sure. So Joe, how about you? Midi-chlorians, kind of like Anakin's power being greater than Yoda's potentially with the Force. Did you like that, or did you not? Did you not need an explanation for why that works? Uh, it was almost like they called it biological. No? Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like the mitochondria <laughs> or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, like his cells have a higher content of force than anyone. Yeah, that <laughs> is uh, sure. You okay with it? it? it yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't care. This is something that in Star order, Wars fans in order to care. identify that he's like or OP or whatever. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've I've just heard so many people who were so frustrated, like they didn't like Levi saying they didn't want an explanation. They didn't need like a kind of a scientific thing to this space opera. I think it's fine, but they clearly people didn't like it, and they just kind of scrapped it. So later on, you don't hear like in Dragon Ball Z, uh, they did that for a while and then they get rid of it where it was like the scouter, like this thing would tell somebody how powerful someone was. So it's not like Anakin's and Obi are going to run to a fight and they'll be like, he's got like 25,000 mini-chlorine count. Like, you know, <laughs> they just be like, we'll never be able to stop him. Uh, you know, they don't do that sort of thing later on, which is probably for the better. Uh, but I, they tried to make the Chosen One seem special with that, which is fine. I think it's better to throw that away and just say like his mom had him and there was no father. Like you could just say that and you're like, whoa, okay. Hey, yeah, how does that work? What is he, Jesus? Yeah, so there is that. There's kind of some of that. Uh there was a comic that was going around for a while and that apparently is it's been misinterpreted, but it's Palpatine and he's like behind um Shmi Skywalker kind of like influencing her and like maybe he was the one who like made Anakin, but I don't. Apparently, that's not the case. So the the can the idea I think right now is like the Force recognized that there was an imbalance between the Jedi and the Sith and just the Force in general. So it made like a very powerful creature that could kind of balance it all out. So kind of like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. It's like <laughs> I know what you mean. It's kind of like eh, um. I still love that he's the chosen one because later on they a lot of people think Luke is, but it's not Luke as you've seen in like the original trilogy. You're like, well, Luke's not the one who brought balance to the force. Like Vader was like the guy, you know, he's kind of yeah. he was kind of the one doing it. So uh yeah, I and you'll see that soon, Joe, especially in three. You'll be like, Oh, <laughs> the balancing act. It's good stuff. Uh yeah, but so yeah, that's how he was con- conceived or made. Um which you know, I was thinking about this too. They're both slaves, right? I don't know what they do for work, but, and I, I guess I kind of know what Andy does for work, but they had like a pretty, like, I'm not saying they had a great life, but they, it wasn't like, it wasn't too bad. Like she had her own like apartment. Yeah, like, like, it was like, he's got his own pod racer that his boss doesn't know about somehow. He's like, I just built it. It's fine. No, it's like, it doesn't seem all that bad for being called a slave, I guess. But... And he made C-3PO a British, like, human cyborgs relation robot that could speak over six million languages like man anakin he can do whatever he wants uh also last thing i want to ask you guys about padme and anakin uh kind of the start of this what did you think did you think it was handled well do you like it or is it just like all i can think is that little kid and that 18 year old almost woman are gonna it just seems so weird she's 15 in it i think 
And he's like seven. And she's nine, or he's nine. He doesn't oh. look nine, and he doesn't act like a nine-year-old. <laughs> really? Yeah, he looks. Yeah, like... our our perception is probably different now that we're older too. I mean, Maybe. if we were younger, we might see him more as a nine-year-old. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But... Even now, it's just awkward. It's like, what? What? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah is I think little... Natalie Portman was seventeen or eighteen when she filmed that. Was she? Yeah. Yeah, because she's thirty-eight now. She was a. Uh... She was a very young queen. I kept thinking about that. I'm like, she's a young queen. Uh, which, by the way, the framing sometimes, especially on her character, like when she's looking out like the window and they do that kind of full body shot. There's like some really cool imagery in this, you know, in in this first film here, episode one, I should say, that I really like and I think is super cool. Like the shot of the, you know, the Gungan city and all that stuff. I I really like some of the aesthetics of it, and you can tell that they tried to marry that CGI and try to push the limits but they didn't like they also tried to do some of the practical stuff like there's some practical explosions and things so they still tried to do that and it's fine uh but uh you can nowadays you can really kind of see the cgi like you're like oh clearly that's not a forest floor like you can <laughs> like you think it looks like leaves but you look at it for a second and you're like yeah it's not like <laughs> they're not um but uh yeah joe did the cgi bug you at all besides Watto and jar jar I had Jar Jar the way he walks. He walks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, from the cartoon stop motion view. Yeah, but did you, anything else besides those two bother you, or did you like any of it? I didn't think any of it was bad. In all honesty, the the Jar Jar's Jar Jar's race or whatever they were all a little odd, but I mean, you know for capabilities at the time and you know mass amounts of cg they did pretty well yeah i like those shield generators you like the shield generators those are fun that was cool that was cool i i actually appreciated the droids quite a bit i thought they were legit yeah, those I like the little roly-poly ones dude yeah the destroyers yeah those are levi's favorite levi plays those almost exclusively in battlefront 2 he's he loves really? his droidicas yeah he, I, I love them he loves yeah to just roll i think up. they're cool they're a good concept. The design is sweet too. They're kind of bug like, but they're scary enough to like the Jedi are like, we're not gonna fight these guys. Like, <laughs> there's like, well, yeah, uh, they're they're tough to take down. They have their own little shield deal. And... Yeah, it's sad later on when Jar Jar inadvertently takes one out, but it's not. It doesn't have like a shield on him. Like, how did he drop one of those things? When yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jar Jar mm-hmm. almost dies about twenty times in that major final. It's like Jar Jar's bad day. It's just like one sequence to the next, and he's like on the barrel of a tank, and he's just like holding on, screaming. It's like, yeah, Joe's gonna hate this part. Like, yeah. <laughs> that battle doesn't yeah, have dude. too many stakes. Like, Boss Nass is like, yeah, we're we're willing to die for it, but I'm not going out there. Just send the Gungans. He's like, yeah, just just send them out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I remember they were such a big deal, the Gungans and the droids. Like, people were like, wow, look at these guys. And some of it, I think, looks still pretty good. Uh, oh, I was gonna ask you guys about the underwater sequence. What did you think about the whole like like? There's always a bigger fish scene. Did you like that? Did you not like? Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a little... It was kind of cool. I almost felt bad. (laughs) I remember that being a lot scarier as a kid. Well, that one super fish just kills everything, apparently. You just drive past it and kills things. Right? Yeah. I like the the design of those creatures. They all look cool. Yeah, they were pretty cool. I I did them as well. Uh, Yeah, the thing about the big battle and the Jungans or whatever, like, I wanted it to be something more impactful you know, I don't take them seriously or value them as sure. characters in any way. 
you know, it's I want something a little more Lord of the Rings s, I guess. Sure. Lord, Lord of the Rings esque. Yeah. Um, oh, I get that. I respect that. Sense. That way, it carries a little more seriousness and weight. So, what they could have done, I don't know, just a different style of character. Sure. Levi, how yeah. do you feel about the droid versus the Gungan stuff at the end? Do you still? Oh, I like it. I mean, I always remember that being a cool fight scene. But do you yeah. still do you agree with Joe, where it's kind of lacking a little bit of like any real stakes because you don't really care about these guys as much? Uh, well, that and they're just not serious characters. Yeah. It's always kind of jokey every time you see them in a frame or in a <laughs> shot. It's like they're just kind of sure. Like, Maybe I've seen the movie. movie too many times. So I kind of I like the Gungans a little bit. I don't care for Jar Jar Binks, but I do like the race. I'm not opposed to the race. So sure, I feel bad too because I feel like Jar Jar is a like a full concept of a character, and they and the guy Ahmed Best who who performed that did his best to portray that character and be annoying and be like overly jubilant and um, just kind of like making big mistakes all the time. But I could see where it does get a bit it is a little grating because it's kind of like you take C-3PO and take that idea of, and then just kind of like amplify it. And he's just always following you around. And he's kind of like a really big deal to this plot because he kind of connects both the worlds and he just happened to be not in the Gungan city at the wrong time. And Qui-Gon saved him. And I forgot about that too, that Qui-Gon uses the mind trick on boss Nass like two or three okay. times. I didn't know. I was like, what? I, like Liam Neeson does such a good job of subtly just being like, He's like, yeah, you're going to give us a transport. And he's like, I'm going to give you a bongo. It's like, whoa. It's like, that's great. And then he tries on Waddle. Waddle's like, yeah, dude, you that doesn't, that stuff doesn't work for me. Money does. He's like, I like money, uh, but I don't, I don't need any of that. So I, I, yeah, I like Liam Neeson. Uh, he does a good job in this movie. He's, I think so. He's doing work. He says a lot of stuff in this movie. I'm like, he's got a lot of lines. He yeah. has the most lines I think of anybody. He's I wonder if that was like his thing. He's like, you have to provide me with a lot of lines, or I'm like, not fucking. Plus, he does <laughs> a good this. job. They might have had a double for him, but he, I think he did some of that, um, that training too with the swords, like the lightsabers and stuff. And I, I really appreciated that. I was like, oh, he's he's out there. He's working. I was like, he's doing it. Uh, yeah, Darth Maul. Do you guys like? Maybe it's just now I'm older. I I noticed like kind of where they put the uh, the spikes on his head. Like it's cool. It's interesting to see how makeup has changed over time in like 20 years. That like, still looks really good though. Like that still looks real good. Yeah, but like you can tell that it's obviously not like yeah. It's not like a bald cap that they put those part onto. Joe, did you look at that at all, or were you just like, did you like the the kind of the makeup itself? I remember when he's pacing back and forth looking at Qui-Gon, I thought he looked good. Yeah, I like his cool. eyes. Yeah, practical and all, I think he looked good. Yeah, yeah, he's... Compelling he's character, he could have been... His, <clears throat> what's his race called? Zabrak? Zabrax. Zabrak, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah Darth Maul, uh, interesting. A lot of people love him. Love him so much, they brought him back to life. Uh, he's or not. I don't know how he survived being cut in half, falling down that tube, but... We've just learned in Star Wars, if you fall down a tube, that does not mean you're dead. <laughs> double check your kills. Like, you really, you gotta do double some tap. double tapping, like, kill confirms, because there's too many times in Star Wars where it's like, I thought you were dead for sure. They're like, nope, nope, you didn't do it. When he has, like, mechanical legs, like a spider yeah. legs, doesn't he? For a little bit, and then he gets, like, regular droid legs like by gotcha. again yeah so uh, everybody watch star wars the clone wars just find the darth maul episodes like the whole show is great but if you watch the darth maul episodes you get to watch him uh do some pretty cool stuff and yeah he's great played by um 
So he was played by, I believe, Ray Park in this one. But then he is voiced by Sam Witwer, who was the guy who was the main character for Force Unleashed. It was like that likeness and everything. So if you like uh, Darth Maul, you kind of there might be multiple people that you enjoy. But Sam Witwer is kind of more so known now as playing Darth Maul because he played him in the Clone Wars. He actually voices him, and he's a huge Star Wars fan, uh, and he's a really cool dude. In the Phantom Menace, uh, he doesn't play him in the Phantom Menace. Just I think it's oh. Ray Park, Ray Park, the like that who's gotcha. He's well known for being, um, he plays Snake Eyes, uh, if you remember from G.I. Joe. And he also was in a season of Heroes, like one of the last seasons of the show Heroes. And he plays an actual character. But he's a really, I've actually seen him um, in person. I didn't get to talk to him, but he was at this um, kind of fan, or this Star Wars convention thing down in Disney. And he came out and kind of talked about it. And they showed off some of the G.I. Joe stuff. And he's a really, really good and well-known stunt actor. So as you can tell, that's why he doesn't get a lot of lines. Not that Darth Maul needs to talk a lot, but you know, you see him at the end fight and you're like, oh, okay. He's like doing like the flips and spins and stuff. And you're like, okay, this guy, he knows what he's doing. So does he even say anything in the movie? He does. Um, he says like, you know, he's talking to Sidious back on Coruscant. He's like, finally, we'll be able to reveal ourselves and get our revenge. And he says like, yes, my master. He says like very, very small things. Uh, which it's funny because the the Jedi are kind of sent back to Naboo to figure out who this person is and they don't like ever try to question him like there's never like a excuse me sir uh, we're just looking for your master his lack of lines just really add to his mystery you know sure yeah that's why I oh yeah I, I don't think it's a bad thing I prefer it sure yeah I kind of wish he had more to say to them it would have been cool for him to talk more to I've the read Jedi. That. I I don't know if it's canon, but I read a book about like his upbringing, and it's it's really interesting too. So. Yeah, he was messed up. He got tortured a ton by Sidious. So, uh, yep, yeah, poor Darth Maul. Too bad he couldn't have stuck around after Episode One into Episode Two. That would have been sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's okay though. It's all right. Uh, I I like Damn, him. Though. What do we get after this as far as Sith go? You'll have to watch to find out. I want to tell you, but I want you to go in and be like, oh, and then have questions and be like, oh, this guy got in here, huh? Hmm. you'll definitely recognize the next person you'll be like oh my gosh he's a fantastic actor he's one of the greatest uh yeah kind of underutilized he's a pretty badass sith too though you know oh yeah he's a cool sith in his own and his ties to the jedi are pretty cool too you like that's one of the compelling characters um in the next episode joe is you'll start to see like darth maul wouldn't have had any probably real good connections to the jedi council but this new bad guy does and you're like oh really like you start to be like oh Oh wow! Okay, like this is weird. Like uh, it's good. <laughs> Jar Binks. Is it, is, it, it's Jar Jar. is it? Is it the weird droid guy with four arms? No, he's not that guy. No. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now that uh, that's his name is General Grievous. That guy, Joe, and he is not a Sith or anything. Or a Jedi. Or a Jedi. Nope. Uh, he was actually a race, like a different race, like a powerful race that. Um, the I don't know. He had a conflict with the Jedi or the clones or something, and then end up becoming grievous and there's a whole backstory on him i don't consciousness know into the droid no it's like his actual organs and stuff he's like a darth vader prototype like 1.0 kind of he's thing. pretty cool though yeah like he's, yeah. i like General grievous a lot if so. joe if you really like this i'll have you and i know you're not a fan of animation stuff but they the guys who did samurai jack did um this small kind of clone wars series and it's kind of anime-esque, but General Grievous is in there, and he moves super fast. He's like a xenomorph with a Terminator 
and like he's it's like ridiculous like he's he like like he'll land on a jedi and like crush him like just with his feet like he's it's very cool it's very cool it's like oh yeah uh yeah um but anyway that's coming up that's coming up in the future uh let's get back to the rankings and stuff too now that we've watched you know the original trilogy and uh episode one levi where is it sitting for you right now where does episode one kind of slot in for you uh it's got to be towards the bottom okay um it's i would say it is parts of it <laughs> if i could take the good parts out i would say that memory of fandom s would be above anything like anything from four five or six um god that's a hard one that's okay you don't have to rank them specifically and like if i could rate it out of this trilogy it'd be like the last it'd be at the bottom for the prequels sure so joe how about you man where does this one slot in do you like it more now than the original six, trilogy? six one three two Oh, so it comes. Six, so wait, one, three, two. You haven't seen three and two. You mean six, one, um, five and I'm six? Sorry, five, six, four, six, 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 one, five, four. Okay, so it okay. comes in between Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back for you at the top. Yeah, and reason being, Darth Vader. Oh, and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I like having him present and actually doing something, and sure. you know back and forth between luke and him and all is good it was a little lackluster but still i appreciate it sure um the only redeeming quality that keeps it above this first prequel um because otherwise this the movies yeah with technology and everything it got better yeah and that's obviously that's something that you prioritize probably more so than Maybe the characters as much like you want it to look better and be more technically yeah. proficient. Yeah, and capture my attention and like I can actually like believe it or become enthralled with it, that that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, I don't know where it's lots of for me, probably underneath the original trilogy, but again, I like I like stuff in all the Star Wars movies. I don't like things in all the Star Wars movies, so it's kinda like they're all like one big kind of conglomerate for me. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings. It's just it's so hard for me to like pick, you know, it's like yeah. Um mm-hmm. but uh I there is I don't know, I, I do get a little tired of uh, like them talking in the Senate and stuff and, and then they're like, Oh, it's a Star Wars movie, so they have to kind of have a big battle sequence later on. But uh, I think the the movies as they go on, especially when we get to my favorite, episode three. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna have a lot to say about that one. I'm just gonna be like, all right, guys, everybody, shut up for a bit. I got like 25 minutes. I got like a whole like TED talk about episode three. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for you to watch that one, Joe. I think you, Jimmy, who would win, Darth Maul or Darth Vader? That's a question that a lot of people have asked. Um, I'm just gonna tell you. Here's here's okay. I love Vader obviously i do but vader is overpowered uh with the force with the force that's the thing i think i think vader isn't as good of a duelist maybe because he's kind of like the big heavy swings so maul might do some work but i still think vader at the end of the day um he gets pissed off enough and he just kind of crushes him like because i i just don't know how maul's going to do against a force attack over the top like that yeah i mean this is a guy that in his prime could pull like spaceships above the sky so (laughs) yeah like Like... vader's vader's ridiculous uh and if he were still um anakin at full power like with his limbs and everything he would have been like probably almost unstoppable uh yeah yeah, well anakin was super agile 
like super agile very strong very cunning and that's a good video i forget somebody who used to do these where it was like anakin versus darth maul like stuff like that like kind of the what if scenarios those are really fun to watch like people talk the kind of talk it through because on a duelist level um maul was one of the best uh he was, when he was you, think he's like, pissed? Like, you killed my master like you killed the one that like forced yeah. me to be a guy <laughs> yeah yeah oh for sure uh and i yeah i don't know but maul maul's great i just think Vader is just there's something in the well, force he's very good he's very and how good. do you how do you guys feel so much about like Qui-Gon really pushing this Anakin thing like really really pushing this like and then it it turns out to be the worst thing for the Jedi you know Joe uh, I think to a certain extent he didn't want the boy to stay a slave and you know not tap into his potential so sure. they felt bad for him and wanted to bring him up into something better. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think good, uh, good intentions, not knowing what it would cause. Yeah. Well, plus he he's kind of sensed that, and he really believed in that prophecy, and he's kind of always gonna. He's been a rebel with a cause. I've always felt like with Qui Gon, like he he's like you know it's screw the Jedi Council, man, and Obi. Like I love that Obi's like, hey man, you'd be a master if if you just followed the code. He's like, you got a lot to learn, but uh, and I I like that he was the one who found him. He's just a knight. Yeah, well, he's a uh, so technically he is a Je- I think he is a Jedi Master. Of he's like I don't know if a knight I think a knight can be an apprentice or a knight can have an apprentice or like a Padawan. Yeah. But I think he's technically a master. He's just not on the council. Like he's like I don't want to be this yeah. club. This club's weird. Like you could like Qui Gon's not just gonna sit in a chair like all the time. Like all those guys are just like like you're just yeah. kind of plotting and he's like no no no, i'm gonna go out there and do stuff but they're the brains of the operation yeah <laughs> yeah um or i don't know they're like the people who wrote the sign that was like no <laughs> no younglings or sith allowed you know it's like he's too old like get him out of here it's like okay the whole kidnapping kids at like two or three is really weird to me <laughs> they're like your kid's force sensitive and he's gonna come train with us it's like what uh yeah um <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's weird it's weird uh yeah no, I like I like I like that Qui Gon did it. He I think he foresaw that things were going to happen, and I don't think he cared that the Jedi were going to get messed up. I think he knew stuff like this was going to happen, and he's probably like, "Yep, things need to change. This is getting strange." Uh, so good on him, Qui Gon. You did it. You're the reason the Empire exists, buddy. I'd uh, like to see what if like what happened. What would happen if like that didn't happen? Or if Qui Gon would have survived and like, yeah, like, him. how else Palpatine could have like you know made his plans sure. work. Yeah, uh, there's uh, like I said, there's that big channel, big Star Wars channel, Star Wars Theory, that does uh, cover stuff like that, where it's like, what if you know someone didn't die, or what if someone did die, and like, or what if Maul trained Anakin, like kind of theories like that uh, stuff. Like, it's interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. So uh, check that guy out. He's great. Um, yeah, Star Wars Theory, but uh, yeah, kidnapped Anakin, and yeah. Well, he after like killing Obi Wan, like just kind of saying, yeah, you either working with me or I'm gonna kill you. Oh, and Anakin's like, uh, I guess I'll be your apprentice. Because uh, <laughs> every Sith wants an apprentice to kill their master. Like that's the trick. You're like, you're like, oh, you be my apprentice. Like that's what Vader was trying to do. He's like, Luke, you and me, we'll take yeah. on the Emperor. <laughs> you know? It's always that kind of thing. Um, oh, God, I love Vader. Uh, anyway, um. That's that's episode one, everybody. Uh, is there any closing thoughts you each of you had? Like Levi, is there anything else you want to say about this one before we move on? No, I feel like this is kind of like a band aid, like one of those movies you gotta kind of rip off and just see it the first time, and then you're like, okay, and then it gives you some perspective on where the series is going. And sure, yeah, and it just it, it's crazy, Joe. Like how this one, I feel like the sets here are so minimal. You got Naboo, 
Tatooine, and then you got Coruscant, right? Yeah. In space. In the next one, it's just like world blows wide open, and it's like, holy crap, okay. So many different like races, aliens, droids, everything going on. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I like it even more. All right. Well, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And Joe, is there anything else you want to say about this? Any other closing thoughts you thought of? No, not really. I feel like I had the least to say about this one. It was good. That's all right. I could tell. You seem more, more reserved. Enjoyable. That's all right. Uh, we actually had um, some really good community feedback and questions. Oh, my gosh. But it's mostly just community feedback from our lovely Twitter followers. Uh, and it's like you guys suck. Like, <laughs> uh, Levi, I think somebody posted in um, Discord too. If you, I don't know if you have it open, but uh, yeah, this one comes in. This one comes from Ryan Lehman. Uh, he says it's been a long time since I watched the Phantom Menace, but I did mostly enjoy the film. Besides Jar Jar, and there's a gift that says the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. And it's Qui Gon yeah. talking to Jar Jar, which is a really good one. Um, and my buddy does he say that? He does. Real quote? He does say oh. that to him when they first meet. He's like, because he's he says Misa. He says, me suspect, but it's, he says that I can speak. And Qui-Gon says, like, the ability to speak doesn't make you intelligent, which is a really good burn. Um, uh, Preston Gunderson, hey, Preston, uh, he says, the epic duel of Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan, which he wrote all correctly, well done, while John Williams' Duel of the Fate plays one of my favorite Star Wars scenes, which, again, I remember that being, like, a continuous cut, but they jump back and forth between the other battles, which I kind of hate. I'm like, just focus on the good stuff. But, uh, Levi, what do we have in the Discord? Uh, let's pull that up here. Um, pull it up. I think um, Missile Mage has something to say, potentially. I don't think it's particularly a good movie, but it did introduce a bunch of cool things, as previously mentioned in the music. Jedi robes are classic. I actually enjoyed the fight choreography. Both quite... I don't see any questions. Oh, no. He's just... That's community feedback. Yeah. Oh, okay. Question. Yeah, I don't think there was any questions. No, that's the yeah. that's what the feedback. That's sweet feedback. That's what I asked them. Oh, my oh, question okay. to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which the robes, I think, I guess, the kind of more started with Obi Wan in the original trilogy, but more kind of prominent now that you could see, like, oh, that's why he was wearing those robes is like because the Jedi always kind of wore those robes. It's kind of their they're cool, and I love that you get the introduction of taking the robe off in this one, like before they start the fight. Like all of them, even Darth Maul's like. Like they are just like that's the that's the fight stance and Joe you'll see that in two and three too when Jedi and Seth mm-hmm. are about to fight they're like all right take the hoods off like here we go uh, which I I really like yeah, yeah. man uh, and just the seeds of Obi Wan you and McGregor just like you're gonna see him blossom eventually uh, and I think um, yeah we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes in episode two and three but uh, that was really fun to talk through guys it was really good I I hope you yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, Qui-Gon, you know, lines and all that in the next one. So Yeah, it's true. He's, yeah, he kind of has to be Qui-Gon, doesn't he? Um, but uh, yeah, well, Joe, I'm glad that you liked it. Uh, I'm interested to see if you enjoyed the other ones as much. Episode 2 is one that many people don't like, but I I think it has some really fun, cool scenes in it as well. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm interested to hear what you think about it because it sounds cool to me. Because actually, Levi and I, one of my um, favorite memories, the one that sticks out the most is actually, and I'll probably bring it up next week, but uh, seeing this movie with Levi in theaters, and we'll talk about that more specifically, but uh, never forgetting some really memorable <laughs> moments. Like, just being like, oh, like, what? What's happening? Kind of mind blowing, especially as a kid. Your parents kid. are like, what the hell are they laughing at? They're on drugs or something. Yeah, we were like 11 or 12 at the time. It was, uh, it was good stuff. It was very good. Great. Yeah. Um, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on and talking about this uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom 
menace, uh, which is so cool. And uh, we got two more to go. And then uh, Joe will be all caught up for the most part, except maybe you missed one of the original or the prequel trilogy or sequel trilogy stuff. So much Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I'll get into the new stuff after the fact. Yeah, it's all right. You'll get there eventually. It's always sitting there ready for you. Uh, anything else you boys want to say before we sign off for today? That does it for me, man. Right, yeah, cool. cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you ever have a question or you want to write in a review about any of the previous Star Wars we talked about or, you know, episode two, three, and onwards here, just uh, tweet the hashtag CriticalPodcast at any of us. I'm at GoCritical or at JimmyGood013. Or you can tweet at Lever at Lever underscore 627. Or you can tweet at Levi at Levi Fletcher. I took all of them for myself. I'm greedy, baby. Um, I did it. I'm sorry, well boys. Said. Thank you very much. That's Levi just like Beaver only with an L. It's Levi just like the jeans only with an L. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's about those work. Jeans uh, with an L. <laughs> it's only, only James with an L. Jimmy with an L. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, we do have a Patreon if you want to support us and this show. We do appreciate that. Or just subscribe here. Tell a friend. That helps. Or join our Discord and talk more about Star Wars because, honestly, I just love talking with you guys about it. So please let us know what you think about Phantom Menace uh, in the comments here or on Twitter because I, I want to talk about it even though it's in... It's, guys, it's over 20 years that that movie's been out now. Isn't that nuts? Like, I was thinking yeah. about that. I was watching like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, and Attack of the Clones came out in 2002 and it's wow. 2020 now. So it was every three years, and then 2005 was Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What's yeah. the next one called? Uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. I like I like Mysterious. Like, I think some of the prequel trilogies has some of the coolest names. Like, The Phantom Menace sounds so cool. Like, oh, yeah. what? The, like, or Attack of the Clones. You're like, what? Like, Revenge of the Sith. There's, like, this little story in the subtitle. I'm like, what? Cool. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the ones now got a little lazy, like... I like the Force Awakens, but the Last Jedi and then the Rise of Skywalker, like really, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They're not as maybe as compelling, um, but yeah, which doesn't it doesn't necessarily translate into good or bad, I guess, for movies. We don't know. I just still I really like Empire Strikes Back is also a fun one. That's a great name for a sequel, right? Because you're like, oh, the bad guys are coming yep. back. Like they're like, ah, we're fighting. Um, great name for that movie too. Anyway, uh, thank you, Legionnaires, for listening to us. We appreciate you. Love and hugs, and remember to adapt and overcome. May the force be with you always. Yes. I don't know why I did the Jedi mind trick. I just did it. We're stopping the show. There we go. <laughs>